No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Josiah restores true worship in Judah. He renews the covenant and destroys altars, images, and shrines. There is no other king like him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 23 on Simply the Bible. Probably the greatest need in our nation today is for spiritual revival. And as we come to the story of King Josiah of Judah, we see such a great example of someone who brought revival in his day. Now, we saw yesterday that there were four steps to revival that we see illustrated in Josiah. First, he loved God. He wanted to serve God. And then he began repairing the temple. We talked about the importance of repairing and restoring worship in our lives. And then he rediscovered the Word of God and how we need to rediscover the Word of God both individually and corporately. And finally, when he heard the words of God, he tore his clothes. He repented personally because he realized how greatly they had strayed from God's commandments. And so also, we must see revival begin with personal, heartfelt repentance. Well, that brings us to 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 12. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam the son of Shaphan, Akbar, the son of Micaiah, Shaphan the scribe, and Isaiah, the servant of the king, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written concerning us. Now, having heard the word of the Lord and being cut to the heart, Josiah inquires of the Lord to find out what they should do. Now, once our heart has been awakened to the word of God, then we must know the specific direction from God for our life's course. When Saul of Tarsus met the Lord on the road to Damascus, he said, what would you have me do, Lord? God has a heart and vision for your community. You are his workmanship, and he has prepared works of service for you. Do you know what they are? You see, we must ask God, and that's the fifth step of revival. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Akbor, Shaphan, and Isaiah went to Huldah the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikvah, the son of Harhas, keeper of the wardrobe. She dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they spoke with her. We find both prophets and prophetesses in Scripture in both the Old Testament and New Testaments. Jeremiah was a contemporary of King Josiah. Why didn't they go to him? We don't know. Maybe they thought he was too young. But as we see here, Huldah was a great choice. Then she said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring calamity on this place and on its inhabitants. 
all the words of the book which the king of Judah has read, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be aroused against this place and shall not be quenched. But as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, in this manner you shall speak to him. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, concerning the words which you have heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants, that they would become a desolation and a curse, and you tore your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard you, says the Lord. Surely, therefore, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace, and your eyes shall not see all the calamity which I will bring on this place. So they brought back word to the king. You might say the prophetess Huldah gave Josiah bad news and good news. The bad news was that God's judgment was inevitable. The wickedness of King Manasseh had been so great and provoked God to such wrath that he determined to deliver Judah over to the Babylonians and he would not relent. But the good news was that because Josiah had humbled himself when he heard the word of God, he tore his clothes and he wept, God would not bring this judgment against Judah in Josiah's lifetime. Now, what would you do if you heard this word from the prophetess? What would you do if you knew that your spiritual reformations would not avert sure judgment? Would you just kick back and bide your time until the Lord took you home? Josiah couldn't do that. He loved God and he loved his people too much to allow them to continue in the wickedness they were practicing. Now the king sent them to gather all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem to him. The king went up to the house of the Lord with all the men of Judah and with him all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the house of the Lord. Josiah knew how much the reading of the word had changed him personally. So he gathered all the elders, priests, prophets, and people at the temple. And then Josiah read them the book of the covenant which was probably either the first five books of the Bible or just the book of Deuteronomy. Then the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book and all the people took a stand for the covenant. Josiah set the example by being all in. He was going to worship and serve the Lord with all his heart and soul. And thus he also led the people to renew their covenant to follow the Lord. And that's the sixth step of revival. It is to restore true corporate worship by rededicating ourselves corporately to the Lord. And that means starting with us, we then seek to rededicate the people of our church and then many churches seeking to rededicate the people of many churches. And that's the way a movement, a true spiritual revival begins. 
Next, Josiah began the greatest reformation project of any of the kings of Judah. And that is, he purged the nation of its evil practices. Verse 4, And the king commanded Hilkiah the high priest, the priests of the second order, and the doorkeepers to bring out of the temple of the Lord all the articles that were made for Baal and for Asherah and for all the hosts of heaven. And he burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of Kidron and carried their ashes to Bethel. These articles were in the temple of the Lord and they were all used for various kinds of idolatrous worship. Josiah burned them all. Then he removed the idolatrous priests whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense on the high places in the cities of Judah and in the places all around Jerusalem. And those who burned incense to Baal, to the sun, to the moon, to the constellations, and to all the hosts of heaven. These high places throughout Judah were not merely alternative altars to the Lord, but following the pagan practices, these priests were burning incense to Baal and to the sun, moon, and stars. The kings of Judah even ordained these priests for this purpose. And he brought out the wooden image from the house of the Lord to the brook Kidron outside Jerusalem, burned it at the brook Kidron, and ground it to ashes and threw its ashes on the graves of the common people. This wooden image was the multi-breasted Asherah pole that had been placed in the temple. Josiah burned it, ground it to ashes, and scattered the ashes on the graves of people, thus desecrating this goddess. Then he tore down the ritual booths of the perverted persons that were in the house of the Lord where the women wove hangings for the wooden image. These ritual booths of perverted persons were houses of male shrine prostitutes in the temple area. Their services were part of the worship of these pagan gods. Josiah was acting in obedience to Deuteronomy 23, 17 which says no Israelite man or woman is to become a shrine prostitute. You must not bring the earnings of a female prostitute or of a male prostitute into the house of the Lord your God to pay any vow because the Lord your God detests them both. And he brought all the priests from the cities of Judah and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense from Geba in the north to Beersheba, in the south, also he broke down the high places at the gates which were at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, which were to the left of the city gate. Nevertheless, the priests of the high places did not come up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem, but they ate unleavened bread among their brethren. These priests had wrongfully burned incense in the high places throughout Judah. Josiah brought them back to Jerusalem and broke down the high places where they had served. They could eat the portions given to the priests, but they were disqualified from serving in the temple. And he defiled Topheth, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, that no man might make his son or his daughter pass through the fire to Molech. Josiah defiled this terrible place where people had sacrificed their children in the fire to Molech. Then he removed the horses that the kings of Judah had dedicated to the sun at the entrance to the house of the Lord by the chamber of Nathan-Melech, 
the officer who was in the court, and he burned the chariots of the sun with fire. These horses were kept in the temple area, and they were dedicated to the worship of the sun along with their chariots. Josiah removed the horses and burned the chariots. The altars that were on the roof, the upper chamber of Ahaz, which the kings of Judah had made, and the altars which Manasseh had made in the two courts of the house of the Lord, the king broke down and pulverized there and threw their dust into the brook Kidron. Then the king defiled the high places that were east of Jerusalem, which were on the south of the Mount of Corruption, which Solomon, king of Israel, had built for Ashtoreth, the abomination of the Sidonians, Chemosh, the abomination of the Moabites, and for Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And he broke in pieces the sacred pillars and cut down the wooden images and filled their places with the bones of men. These altars were built by the kings of Judah, beginning with Solomon all the way through Ahaz. Of course, Solomon had built these altars for his pagan wives, and Josiah destroyed these altars and idolatrous images and desecrated their places by filling them with human bones. Now, the seventh step of revival here that we see in Josiah is purging the evil from among us. You know, as we would see revival in our lives, it begins by getting rid of those evil practices in our own lives. But then as it moves beyond ourselves, we look at standing against wickedness in our culture. Revival won't come easy, but I pray that it does come. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where Josiah continues his reforms and spiritual revival by destroying idolatry in Samaria. He also fulfills an ancient prophecy and then restores the Passover celebration. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Kings on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible